0: What's going on guys? Anthony here. I'm going to start rolling out new pieces of content where I target in and and, and direct a lot of my attention around certain industries in in the world of business today whether that's you being a marketing leader in a social media agency, whether you're a, a marketing leader in a communications agency, whether you are a sales rep at a medical brand. I, I want to try to make my culture, my leadership, and my employee experience and engagement content really focusing geared towards who you are as an individual so that you guys can take this and run with it. I think A lot of my content has been very helpful and very supportive, but a lot of it has been pretty general and I want to start targeting in a little bit more and really helping certain segments and certain brands and certain groups and certain industries so that everyone can really take what they need to take out of it and feel like it's truly for them and for their particular industry. So today I'm going to talk about salespeople. Now again, this doesn't have to be salespeople particularly in the, spa- in the in the medical space. This could be salespeople in the um, selling knives or selling shoes or selling anything that you're going to be selling. I want to talk about how you can lead and, and, and motivate and drive engagement, drive motivation, drive success with these salespeople in your side of your organization. The first thing I'm going to cover is I'm going to go over close relationships and camaraderie and the impact that can have on your salesperson to make them successful. The second thing I'm going to go over is empathy as it pertains to learning styles, selling styles and communication comfortability and how that really can impact their success as well. And then the third thing I'm going to go over is feedback and development, making sure that your communication style and your overall development tools are specific and, and appropriate to who they are as an employee and who they are as a salesperson. Person and who they are as a person overall. So let's jump to the first one. Close relationships and camaraderie. This is one that I know personally is the hardest thing for a lot of sales leaders when they're when they have a team of 5, 10, 15, 20 salespeople to really grasp and understand. At a very simple level, anyone that's ever listened to this content, they know that I believe in friendships. I believe in true relationships. I believe in really understanding and getting to know the people that you work with at a personal level. Knowing their boyfriend, knowing their husband, knowing their girlfriend, knowing their fears, knowing their interests, knowing their knowing what makes them excited, knowing you know uh, the some some maybe some little secret dirty jokes if you want, right? So that you guys have a little bit of context, knowing everything about them, I believe is an advantage and is a good idea to have and a good thing to do. At a very simple level, the first thing is when you have a close relationship and you have that camaraderie. Normally, what's going to happen is when you need them to do something that's a little bit outside the box, a little bit outside of their job description, something that's going to be a little bit more difficult, they're probably going to put a little bit more effort into it because they care about you and they like you. That's just a natural thing that a lot of leaders are not realizing and not understanding. Um, And and actually, let me touch on that because it's something that I've actually been thinking about a little bit more is why do we have this, this, this separation? Why do we look at the world of business and the people that we work with and we separate them from our friends in our personal life and we separate them from the people that we care about and the people that we engage with outside of work. Why is there this separation here? Um, from my standpoint, and the way I look at life, we're all just people. And at the end of the day, if we're all just people, then let's find different ways to impact people and care about the variables in the different dimensions and the different aspects of a person and laughter and kindness and caring and sadness and fear and crying and, and, and confusion and anger and all these different aspects of a person, those things matter. And then the, the biggest thing that actually matters is trust. And so when you can actually have a close relationship and when you can build that camaraderie and build that trust with your salespeople that's the biggest thing, because when you put any new development plan, when you ask them to go above and beyond and work an extra hour or, or make that follow up call, even though they've already made seven, and you want them to make an eighth follow up call. They're going to do it and they're going to do it with, en- with enough speed and enough candor and enough excitement that is actually going to potentially close the deal. Another thing that's going to happen is you have to remember your salespeople are on the floor. They are in the road. They are on, they are in the street. They are in the muck. Right? Like you as a leader, you may not necessarily be in that muck. You may not be seeing what's happening out here in the world with your vendors, with your partners, with the potential customers that you're looking to close in on and grasp. So these little tiny nuances and these details and these changes and these adjustments that may be happening on the fly, you need to know. Know about them. So the next salesperson that you decide to hire, the next program, the next product rollout you decide to bring to the table that may need an adjustment based off what's happening in the marketplace. Your people need to have enough honesty and enough, you know, respect and enough of a perspective on their job that they take responsibility for that and let you know about that. So that's the biggest key that again a lot of leaders are not realizing and not understanding. When I was a leader of a sales department in the physical therapy space, every single person that I worked with, they were telling me at a very authentic level, little nuances, little changes, you know, giving me a heads up on the personality in the, personality and the perspectives of one of the um, one of the social workers that we were working with, the personality and the perspectives of one of the doctors that we had to work with. They were letting me know more than just the fact that they like chocolate donuts opposed to glazed donuts, but they let me know small little details like the name of the office manager and the small little details around sports that the office manager likes and correlated to the doctor and all these little tiny variables that I would not have known about. Unless that person cared about me, cared about the company enough to share these tiny little details. Because as we know, people at the end of the day are lazy at times and they don't care at times. And when they don't care, it comes up in their work and they do it the bare minimum. And as a salesperson, we cannot let we cannot allow that to happen. That's not gonna be beneficial. We need more than a bare minimum. We need maximum attention. We need maximum effort in order to get what we need to get because at the, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is we're trying to sell products. We're trying to sell services. We're trying to sell our brand and no one likes to be sold anything. Let's just be honest. People like to be branded, right? People like the Nikes of the world, the Under Armors of the world, the Airbnbs of the world, the, um, the, um, the Toyotas of the world, the all these amazing brands, right? They're brand, they're luxury, they're beautiful, they're clean, they're not jamming it down your throat. They're creating amazing content that allow you to get attracted, attracted to it. But when you're a salesperson, you actually have to sometimes try to jam things down people's throats and be a little bit aggressive, be a little bit persuasive. And when you need your salespeople to believe in the logo and believe in the, inside of the people that they're working with. And when you do that, There's amazing benefits that can happen from that, right? So relationships and camaraderie are going to be the first couple things that you need to focus on. And a very simple way to do that is conducting one-on-ones, going out and grabbing a drink. If you know that your salesperson loves the Nationals, who actually just won the World Series yesterday, maybe taking them to training camp next year, maybe taking them to a game the next upcoming year, maybe... um, Maybe finding a few different baseball cards that are pretty rare and spending 40, 50, 60 bucks on them and presenting them to them over a nice long steak dinner and and having conversations about the nationals. Like it's about building that relationship and building that grew that glue, excuse me, around authenticity, around honesty, around things that they actually like, things that they actually care about and doing things as if you are a friend. Right. So. Friendships, relationships, and camaraderie are going to be the first couple of things you want to go on. The second thing is going to be empathy as it pertains to learning style, selling style, and communication comfortability. This one's going to be very simple. The first thing, learning style. Every single person on the face of the earth, they learn differently. There is no one person that literally has the brain designed like another. So as a leader, you need to understand how Sarah learns How Derek learns, how Andrew learns, how AJ learns, how uh, how Sydney learns. You need to understand how each and every one of these people learn and how they develop and and ingest content, whether that's in the form of an email, whether that's in the form of having a one-on-one meeting over the course of two and three weeks and having the onboarding conducted that way, whether it's in the form of shadowing, whether it's in the form of a a, a connect, a, a collaborative effort and a combination of shadowing peer mentorship, reading on their own, you know, whatever it's going to be, videos, like you need to understand how they learn and respect that and design your systems around that. I'm sick and tired of seeing every single sales company out here designing their material around the way that they want to develop and roll out the material. You need to reverse engineer each and every person independently and then have material that can support those different types of learnings. So to make this very practical and applicable, what you need to do is you need to have something that's, you know, that they can ingest on their own in the form of video or an email, something they can, you know, learn and and, and conduct on their own in the form of maybe like a legitimate booklet if they actually like to feel the pages um, and, and, and mark and, and write things down and take notes. They need to you need to have uh, peer mentorship and, and shadowing opportunities. You need to have one-on-one times blocked out. You need to have online videos and and, and and walk through, you know, processes already outlined and ready and, 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 and able for your people to, to learn and ingest and take notes in. Like you need to have all these different systems ready to go during the onboarding process and throughout them being a part of the company. Cause that kind of goes down to their selling style and their communication style as a leader, you need to understand how they sell, how they communicate with your vendors, with your partners, with your particular customers, and allow them to be comfortable. I love it when I see leaders that are empathetic to someone's communication style and and, and not forcing them to read scripts and not forcing them to follow something that they may have done. Listen, Derek, you're not, you know, you know, Sarah is not you. Sarah is different than you. Sarah has a different upbringing than you. Sarah has a different look than you. Sarah has a different perspective than you. And you need to respect those variables and have these one-on-one conversations with Sarah and figure out how she likes to sell. What has made her most comfortable? How does she sell in another company, right? Like, like what was some success that she had that she had in another brand, right? Like, like, did she I just call spade a spade. Is she pretty attractive and she built up uh, a relationship with a few people where they you know put down their emotional and professional guards and and allowed her to come in and had built that camaraderie because of how trapped she was and then she actually ended up being very intelligent and she built that relationship with the doctor that way was it because she figured out very quickly that the doctor loved the Ravens and she actually has a brother who tried out for the Ravens at one point and the doctor is a deep inherent fan and remembered that situation and remembered seeing that guy in a preseason game so they built the glue that way like figure out how she broke through these these barriers and allowed her to continue to do those that's going to build confidence that's going to steamroll her throughout the process and have her be successful very early and that's what you want as a brand and that's what she wants as a leader and an employee and a salesperson so You have to have empathy around their learning styles, their selling styles, and their communication styles when working with vendors and partners and customers. The last thing, feedback and development. This is a big one because (laughs) I'm going to call spade a spade. This one starts at the very top. As a CEO, as a leader, you need to design and structure the way that you are the way that you are developing and the way that you are judging and measuring your salespeople, you need to you need to develop that not off of pure sales and the speed of which they get those sales, but you need to develop that all off of brand and relationships. So, so here's where I'm coming from, right? If let's say you're selling a toaster oven or a TV or a car. I'm not, I understand that there's a certain amount that you may need to sell in a certain time period to be able to cover your cost and to cover your overhead and be able to run and manage an organization. But at the end of the day, I'm a big fan of doing things where you're building close relationships with the people that are considering buying your product, having some really cool and creative follow-up processes in place that are going to have them come back organically over time and have your salespeople really focus on the relationship aspect of it, the personality aspect of it, building that glue so that they have the comfortability in the in the. And the, and the ability and the the, the 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 permission to actually reach out and call Sarah, call Derek, call Andrew and say, hey, just following up, wanting to learn a little bit more about you, wanting to learn if you want to come on in and look at this car again. There's not going to be that awkwardness where they feel like they shouldn't do that because at the very top, you are putting systems in place to make sure that your salespeople know they don't have to force things. They don't have to drive things down people's throats. They can have that organic nice comfortable camaraderie and relationship with these people because you're not going to fire them in 90 days and 120 days you'll give them six months you'll give them eight months you'll give them a year to kind of work things out and build these relationships and build the the build the glue with these customers so that when your customers leave they're not going on yelp they're not going on linkedin they're not going on instagram and facebook and saying don't go to this car dealership don't go uh don't answer that door to that knife salesman don't go to this uh this local rental center and try to get any furniture. Like, you know, it's 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 all about thinking about the long-term brand while also not putting any anxiety inside of your sales people. So I know this is a bunch of information and I normally don't go this long winded when I do individual content, but I just wanted to try something new, try something different. Um, It may may not have worked. (laughs) I'll have to kind of run this back and listen to it myself, but I'm hoping that I was able to kind of give very clear details and examples around how you can really impact your salespeople and create a culture, create an experience that's going to allow everyone to be successful. You're going to be able to sell more product, you're going to be able to have a great brand, you're going to be able to have people that are working for you that are excited. You're going to be able to make new friends, make new connections, and at the end of the day, have an experience in a culture and organization that is built off of authenticity, built off of empathy, and built off of just doing good work and treating people the right way. So... A lot of this just makes natural sense to me. I also was in these industries for a a number of years as a salesperson, as a sales leader. I just had a little bit of experience around this. And I just want to start giving a little bit more micro content and and, and kind of uh, targeted content towards people so they can actually take what I'm saying today and apply it tomorrow. Thanks so much.